You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? (laughs) We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Hey guys, Matt here. Before we get started in today's game, I just want to do a quick reminder about our Geek Bowl meetup coming up uh, right here in Chicago. It's going to be Thursday, March 5th. Uh, A lot of good stuff. Uh, Jeff, give us a little bit of details about that party, a little appetizer. Yeah, so it's going to be at Bar Louie, Printer's Row. And as Matt said, it's going to be the Thursday before Geek Bowl. Uh, 7 p.m. till question mark right now because mm. all the best parties go to question mark. Right. We don't want to confirm when it's going to end <laughs> because we don't want the party to end. Uh, it's going to be, be a human petting zoo. It's going to be a, a it should be a good time. Uh, we're going to have uh, karaoke uh, as part of the event, which should be fun. I might be able to get bullied into doing that if you want. Yeah. It two, won't be two, good. Uh, two full cash bars. Uh, there's going to be some room for games, uh, on-demand t-shirt printing, uh, our friend Jason Borsum at Liquid Courage Entertainment is going to be doing the, the karaoke and the DJing. Yeah, but it's not just going to be featuring us, uh, your favorite podcast, of course, but a couple other great <laughs> trivia podcasts. Uh, why don't you your, your second and third and fourth favorite podcast, probably. Yeah, well, how can you choose after the first? Yeah. Right, it's Bill really, Simmons will be there. It's right? a really <laughs> that's right. It's really a potpourri of partying. So you have uh, us triviality of complete the list misinformation sports trivia face-off uh, something something birds trivial warfare and then of course if you're a member of learned league you might be familiar with the illuminati uh so it's just gonna be a lot of fun um just a real real casual uh fun meetup with some great food drinks uh laughs and and hopefully uh yeah just a good time so if you're coming out to geek bowl hopefully we'll see you there yeah so just follow the link uh, to rsvp so we know you guys are coming and now let's get on to the show Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. It's a very empty studio in here. Uh, This is Neil, and I'm here with Jeff. And that's it. And that's it. So Matt is... uh, in Los Angeles, as we know, but uh, if you want even more details, um, he is at a Patagonia store out there uh, learning a little bit about canteens and how much water they can hold. It was very specific, but we kind of hung up after he was halfway through. So um, he should be doing okay. And Ken Ken is in here as well. He's actually getting his beard trimmed, um, I think for the better. I don't it know. It takes a while. It takes a while. There's a they, lot there. They have to use the, what are those things called? Cleavers or something? Or uh, They use like the hedge trimmers. The hedge trimmers. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and a, yeah, big burly guy kind of like very slowly uses the hedge trimmers millimeter by millimeter. So um, <laughs> hopefully he's doing okay. He might join us later. Uh, but yeah, so we're here today. We have some very, very special guests that we're excited to introduce. So I guess we'll start uh, with our guests and we'll get to our host. Our first guest is uh, coming to us from Eastern Kentucky. She's a Cruiserweight champion on Patreon, and that is Ann Harkins. How's it going, Ann? Hey, it's going great. I'm really excited to be on here. We're excited to have you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I live in Eastern Kentucky with my husband and our two kitty cats, Rafiki and Abu. And my husband and I are both music teachers. He just got home a minute ago from his choir concert, and I teach elementary music. So it's K-6, general music. It's really an awesome job. I get to sing, dance, make music with kids all day. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Love what I do. That's wonderful. Uh, I will say from my personal experience and Jeff as well, we had a very passionate band director and choir director at our high school that we're still friends with to this day. So it's a very special relationship and and they really kind of uh, formed all of our creative minds uh, from when we were younger to now. And uh, there's nothing like a great uh, arts teacher. So uh, we appreciate what you do. Thanks. That's great. Yeah. And thank you for your Patreon support as well. 
Um, and just by happenstance, uh, her partner today, uh, who reached out to be on the show, is also from Kentucky, from northern Kentucky, and that's Seth Martin. How's it going, Seth? Hey, doing great. Living the dream. Hey, that's all you can ask for, right? So uh, what what is the dream you're living? What are you up to? I'm a assistant project manager in construction up here in northern Kentucky, so running construction jobs from start to finish, um, overseas schedule, all that fun stuff, so... Um, yeah, excited to have another Kentucky. Um, I say Northern Kentucky. Um, Cincinnati's easier to say to people since I live so close, but Cincinnatians don't want to accept us. So um, <laughs> my girlfriend's over there. She's excited that I said that because she's from Cincinnati. So um, yeah, girlfriend's a nurse, um, construction management major. Um, just excited and loved some trivia. So great to have some fun. Awesome. Us too. Well, we appreciate you being here. And hopefully with your construction background, you and Anne have the blueprint to success. You like that, Jeff? Yeah, I do. I do uh, like that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it's was a little good. poster there. You can, we can make later. Um, our special guest host today uh, reached out. He is also from Chicago. Uh, and uh, we're very, very excited to have him here. Uh, he is a Patreon supporter at the United States champion level. And that's Sean Huang. How's it going, Sean? Good, good. Yeah, my, uh, my name is Sean. I've lived in Chicago over 10 years now. I'm a doctor, uh, currently doing a fellowship in geriatrics. Uh, love you guys' show. I think at this point I've listened to every episode wow. over the past year or so. <laughs> That's dedication. Um, yeah, um, I really like it. Um, me and my wife play trivia about once every week or two here locally, sometimes just the two of us, sometimes with family or friends. Other than that, pretty boring. Um, it's my first time hosting a, a trivia game, so I hope it goes well. Well, we're Should excited. Yes, we're really excited to have you here. Uh, and uh, you're a doctor, so we have to we have to listen to your advice. So whatever your advice is today, we will listen <laughs> to you. Yeah. Uh, I don't well, know about that. Hey, can you look at something for me? Yeah, yeah. This this podcast is just going to turn to all of us pointing to the camera and saying, "What is this?" Uh, Should I be worried? Uh, I, well, that mole on your back looks a little suspect. So. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, uh, all of you, for joining us. We're really excited to get going. Uh, we had some team names picked out uh, before we start, and since uh, Anne and Seth are both from Kentucky, Eastern and Northern, we thought it'd be fun for them to be the Kentucky Connection. Is that okay with you guys? Perfect. Sounds good. All right. And uh, I don't know what you've been reading lately, Jeff, but I've been reading a, a really good book. Uh, there's a screenwriter who I'm a big fan of named David Kep. He wrote uh, Jurassic Park, uh, War of the Worlds, Spider the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, and uh, he has his first novel out called Cold Storage. And uh, it's about uh, a very uh, deadly fungus. So I thought maybe we could be the fun guys today. Nice. All right. So we'll be the fun guys. Uh, and yeah, the, the episode today is brought to you by Cold Storage by David Kemp. <laughs> you always do. That's... Uh, he, doesn't need, he doesn't need the money, but check out the book, though. It's good. All right. Well, let's throw it to the rules guy. He is uh, inside a vat of fungus right now. And let's see how he sounds. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Very muffled, Jeff. Yeah. But consummate professional, always always working through it. I mean, the man was half drowning, and he still managed to get the rules out. So, All right, uh, Sean, uh, feel free to take it away. It's uh, me and Jeff, fun guys, versus Ann and Seth, the Kentucky Connection. All right, question number one. On July 2012, a life-changing event happened to Aruj Khan of Chicago, leading to his death by cyanide poisoning the day after. The same event occurred to Abraham Shakespeare of Florida on November 15th, 2006, and his body was found under a concrete slab three years later. It also happened to Doris Murray of Georgia in April 2007, but she was stabbed to death a year later. What happened to each of these people that presumably played a part in fatefully changing the course of their lives? We're going to lock in over here so you guys can feel free to talk out loud. <sighs> Yeah, I'm not sure that's going to help me. Uh, um, I, I don't know. They got married. Ooh, okay. I like it. All right. Let's go with that. Yeah. They All got right. married. Okay. Yep. They got married. Uh, Jeff and I kind of looked at each other and we thought, man, these are really 
crazy circumstances to happen to someone, especially the same event uh, to each of them. And we just looked at each other and we kind of did a sign with our, our fingers like money. And we're like, maybe they won the lottery. So we said, won the lottery. They won the lottery. Oh, nice. hey. Mm-hmm. It, it sold it for us when the one person got stabbed because we're like, I, I could see someone trying to steal the money from well, someone I, else. I kind of remember the guy from Chicago, like, I think they, like, like, somebody thought they would just straight up inherit the money if the other person was dead. And the, like, they, they got poisoned by a family member, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I kind of remember that from a while back. That's yeah. terrible. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Just keep drinking that uh, cyanide I'm giving you right there. Uh, yes. This, <laughs> this delicious bubbly drink. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, feel free to, to go to question two, Sean. All right. All right, question number two. Na, na, na. According to the Beyonce song released in 2009, what is the female version of a hustler? Of a, of a hustler? Of a, of a hustler? Well, we just were brainstorming a lot of yeah. words. We couldn't place the song or I don't know, but that seemed kind of confident at the end. Or... Yeah. Um, yeah, we were going through like a player or, and then I think... The female player is a diva, so we locked in with diva. Okay. Um, we, we weren't sure. We were talking about Beyonce. Uh, we thought it was the song Single Ladies, which could be completely wrong. No, and it's uh, like it, you should have put a ring on it, whatever that yeah, song Single Ladies. Is it Single Ladies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, which now maybe I wonder if it's just Single Ladies, our female version. Anyway, uh, we weren't sure. Uh, we didn't know the lyrics that well. We I know the dance, uh, but that doesn't help us. So uh, we just said uh, female hustlers put a ring on it, so we weren't sure. All right. Uh, splendid work, Kentucky. The answer is a diva. Wow. Yes. A diva. Nice job. Question number three. Which civil rights leader was the target of an attempted murder on Christmas Day, 1956, when unknown persons placed 16 sticks of dynamite below his bedroom window in Birmingham, Alabama? His home was heavily damaged after the explosions, yet he somehow escaped unscathed. A police officer, who is also a member of the Ku Klux Klan, advised this man as he was walking out that, if I were you, I'd get out of town as quick as I could, to which the man responded that he was not raised to run. Who is this resilient reverend for whom the Birmingham airport was partly renamed in his honor? All right, we are locked in. I I feel bad if it was Martin Luther and we didn't say it because I don't have anything better. And I'd yeah, be pretty we, mad if it was him and we didn't say it. So Yeah, we were stuck on him just because he was a reverend and we know he was um, assassinated maybe about 10 years after that, but we're not sure. So you're going to go with uh, MLK? I think so. I think so. Yeah, you yep. know, it's, we had a very, very similar conversation. We said we'd feel terrible if it wasn't uh mlk and and it was like right on our nose and we just we couldn't think of we thought of jesse jackson and malcolm x possibly but we just thought uh it made the most sense for martin luther king so that's who we went with the answer is fred shuttlesworth Ooh, did not know that all right this is a three-part question and you must get all three correct and i need first and last names part part one who wrote wuthering heights Part two, who wrote Jane Eyre? Part three, who wrote Agnes Grey? Okay, so we're looking for the authors of Agnes Grey, Jane Eyre, and Wuthering Heights? That's correct. Okay, all right, we're going to mute. Who wrote Wuthering Heights? Bronte. Uh, Emily Bronte? Is it, I think it's Charlotte's only book. Char- oh, Charlotte Bronte? I think it's Charlotte's only work. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Because Emily was the one who was prolific, right? Uh, possibly, I'm not sure. So, or could these all be Bronte? Um, yeah, there were Bronte sisters. Okay, Jane Eyre. I feel like Jane Eyre. I thought that was a female writer too. It is. It's um, escaping me at the moment. It's not like Emily Bronte. It could be. Um, man, are there three Bronte sisters? Is that what the question is? I'm wondering about that. Yeah. So Emily, let's just. I, I kind of like that train of thought. Emily Bronte, Charlotte Bronte, and who's the other Bronte? Well. <sighs> I was telling Seth that my sister and I made a pact and I was going to read Jane Eyre this summer and I didn't. <laughs> so um, uh, that doesn't help me. I'm thinking it's the Bronte sisters. We were talking about it. I'm thinking their names are Emily, Charlotte, and the third one. And I don't think I have it. So we could guess that. Oh, 
It's not like Anne, is it? Because that's my name. Is that possible? Is it Anne? Do it. Do it. It's perfect. That, I don't think that's it, but I was. I don't got a better guess. Okay, then let's go. And I may not even have in the right order. Withering Heights, Emily Bronte, Jane Eyre, Charlotte Bronte, and then the third, Agnes Gray, I think that was, Anne Bronte. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, we it was funny. We said Charlotte, or Jeff said Charlotte Bronte. I think only wrote one book. And and I said, um, you know, the Jane Eyre, I was like, that sounds like a Bronte book too. And I was like, isn't there an Emily Bronte? And he said, yeah, there's an Emily Bronte. And I was like, oh, they're sisters. What if there's a third sister? And yeah. um, we didn't know who that was and for some reason uh, i think it probably is because you're on the show Anne. but we said maybe it's Anne bronte oh, so no. we so we put Anne. i bet i got him in the wrong order emily bronte wrote wuthering heights charlotte bronte wrote jane Eyre, and Anne bronte wrote oh, oh, my gosh. oh wow we we're on the same wavelength all of us good pull number five what do you get when you cross a european raspberry a European blackberry, an American dewberry, and a Loganberry. I don't. I don't know. I question. have no idea. Is there like a special <clears throat> berry? Is there another berry that's not listed here? Like a crazy name? Yeah, I mean, it could be a berry, some sort of berry pie. What other types of berries are there? Like fake berries, mixed berries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of. I mean, I don't know what acai is, but maybe we just say acai. I, I don't know either, but it's fun to say. Yeah, so. let's do that. All right, cool. All right, All right we're locked in. Uh, unsuccessfully we think but and do you want to go with what you said because i don't have anything i'm just wondering if they're all like have like maybe they all share a name you know in common and the only thing i came up with was gooseberry but that might actually be a type of berry so but we don't have anything else no so i think we'll go with gooseberry (laughs) so yeah jeff and i were we're first thinking like is raspberry um, blackberry like the first letter of the berry maybe it's in some sort of code or something and there's another berry and we, and we weren't on that track we thought maybe it could be like some sort of pie um, and then Jeff just said you know maybe we don't even know what the acai berry is but maybe it's like a, an amalgamation of all of them so we just said acai so the answer is a boysenberry oh boysen. I've heard of that alright number six you find a nice cozy village in the middle of the countryside where you decide to relax in the grass and start listening to more of your favorite trivia podcasts. All of a sudden, you are clobbered on the back of the head, and when you wake up, you find yourself bound and tied to a stake. To your left is an eager man holding a torch. To your right is a firing squad with their guns pointed straight at you. It turns out that trivia is illegal in this village. However, the head constable does allow you to give one statement. If it's true, they will burn you at the stake. If it's false, they will, exe- they will execute you by firing squad. You think of a way to get out of this particularly fiery situation. What do you say? So according to this riddle, um, you can't say something that's true. You can't say something that's false. So what would that be that isn't true and isn't false? It has to be in the middle. Is there something that's both true and false? I guess I presume you would just die immediately. And he said statement. And he said that uh, this fiery situation, an eagerman, I don't know what an eagerman is. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, what is not true and also not false. What kind, is that, that's that got to be a vocabulary word or something, right? Like some sort of statement that is not true, not false, like pleading, uh, no, pleading the fifth maybe. This, we're trying to go with like a double negative kind of riddle, um, like a I'm lying or this is a false statement or I'm, not, I'm lying. I don't know what you want to go with. I think that's fine. I think I got lost somewhere in the riddle and that sounds like a great okay. answer. All right. We're locking one with I'm lying. Yep. Uh, we had no idea. We thought it was a very clever riddle, but uh, we we, did, we couldn't figure out what type of word is, is both not true and not false. So we just said uh, to get out of the firing squad, you would say cream of the crop. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're supposed to say you will execute me by firing squad because if that ends up being true then they can't execute you by firing squad because Um, then they have to burn you at the stake. 
Gotcha. Ooh, that's, and that's if rough. it's false, then they have to burn you at well. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, you, you hit our yeah. you've hit our yeah. riddle our riddle bone there because that's that's tough. That's a good one though. Number seven. Can you keep up with the Kardashians? Which daughter of Chris Jenner was married to Scott Disick from two thousand six to two thousand fifteen? Okay. Um, right. You guys can discuss. We're actually going to lock in on that one. I can lock in if you. If, do you know it, Anne? Um, I no. You go ahead. I trust you. Well, I think All we right. could talk, but it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Courtney, but. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, Courtney Kardashian. It's our answer. All right, uh, and uh, we are uh, going to go with Courtney as well. The answer is Courtney with a K. Kim, I believe, was was Kanye, and then still married to Kanye. Chloe was Laura Odom, right? Yeah. Okay. Someone in the in the crop said never talk about the Kardashians, but it's trivia, so it's fine. (laughs) All right, number eight. According to baseball writer and historian Christina Carl, who coined the phrase, players like Joey Gallo or Adam Dunn would be masters of the three true outcomes of baseball, all three of which do not involve the defense beyond the pitcher or the catcher. The three true outcomes have become sort of a flashpoint in baseball these days, and some have argued that the game has become boring as a result. What are the three true outcomes of baseball? Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay. I don't know baseball well enough, so um, I'll lean on you. All right, we're going to lock in, actually. There's a winner, a loser, and no crime. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, uh, we'll go first in this one. So I'm not, I used to play baseball. I'm not like into baseball that much anymore. So I don't know like all the ins and outs and the statistics. But when he said the the um, the phrase that you use, Sean, um, the best outcomes, um, I always think of uh, a no-hitter for a pitcher, uh, the perfect game. And I think there's also a complete game. I could be wrong on that third one. I know perfect game and no-hitter might be one, but uh, the third answer we have is complete game. So those are our three answers. Okay, so going off uh, being from Northern Kentucky slash Cincinnati with Adam Dunn, it was either a strikeout, a walk, or a home run for him. So we're going to say strikeout, walk, home run. All right. The answer is strikeout, walk, or home run. Woo! Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Nice. Yeah. We were way off on that one, Jeff. Number nine, Simu Liu has been tabbed to portray the superhero Shang-Chi for the MCU in the future film Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Prior to this, Simu Liu is perhaps best known for playing Jung in what Canadian sitcom that could be seen on Netflix? Canadian sitcom on Netflix. So I don't know if that means it's a Netflix original or it's just airing on Netflix. Seth named that was a Canadian show that we were sure of was Degrassi. And then we were just named, but we knew, thought that might be a little too early. And then we were just naming other shows that may or may not be Canadian and we weren't getting too far. So mm. do you want to go Degrassi? Yeah, that's fun. Okay. Yeah, we'll we, do it. we had a very similar conversation. Um, we said Degrassi. We just, we thought that was too old. And uh, <sighs> the only other show we could think of um uh, was Schitt's Creek, which we love, and um, we we were figuring we we're going to get it wrong, and we we're going to be crying, as uh, Moira would say, like a babe. But uh, <laughs> we just put Schitt's Creek because we didn't know. All right, the answer is Kim's Convenience. Oh yeah, I know that. Now I know that show. Yeah, I've never seen it, but I know the. Yeah, oh, man. All right, number ten. What perfectionist religious communal society founded in New York in 1848? had members who believed that Jesus had already returned to earth, allowing for them to bring about Jesus's millennial kingdom themselves. This community dissolved a little over 30 years later, yet managed to successfully transition themselves into one of the world's largest designers of stainless steel tableware and cutlery, especially in the food service industry, where it is also the largest supplier of dinnerware in North America. Uh, I think we can lock in. Golly, I wish I could just name a, 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 you know, stainless steel dinnerware company. No, I don't think, I don't have anything. Okay. We'll go Rada. Okay. 
I'm gonna, that's fine by me. I'm going to defer to Jeff because he knew it right away. I have no idea. Yeah, I think this is Oneida. The answer is Oneida. Nice, Jeff. Nice. All right. Well, it looks like after the first round, uh, it's all tied up at 40 points. So Team Kentucky Connection and Team Fun Guys are all tied. But we have a special guest here in the studio who just arrived from his beard trimming, and that is Ken. How's it going, Ken? Oh, hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. You, you said I was having a beard trimming, but that's actually not correct. What were so, you doing? So the Blackhawks, obviously, they didn't get off to the start that we were all hoping for this season. Right. You were so I've been. For. Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, being an armchair coach, screaming at my TV at the top of my lungs, screaming, shoot, shoot, like the fans do. And then um, after the game ended, wouldn't you know it, uh, Coach Jeremy Calton was on the phone. He gave me a call. He said, I've been listening to you through your Alexa. Right. We'd like you to come down to the, to the UC and give the boys a pep talk because we like what we're hearing. Good. So that's what I was doing. Congratulations. And now I'm back and uh, hopefully the boys will play hard on the puck and uh, shoot the puck and win some board battles, you know. Yeah, the old board battles. Yeah. Uh, there, you remind me of the uh, the hunter in Jurassic Park. And shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> uh, well, uh, after that first round, before we go to the swing round, uh, Jeff and I were just talking um, the other day here uh, just about Patreon and, and how we have uh, some Patreon supporters on the show today and just how, how grateful we are to all of you. And uh, we just wanted to talk a little bit more about that and uh, how much it means to us, Jeff. All right. So yeah, we always we always like to plug Patreon because um, obviously that's the support structure for our show. But it, it really goes beyond that. I mean, if you if you really like and enjoy our show, um, you know our show is free, um, and I can't imagine you think that our show has no costs. Um, so if you would like to support us, um, you can do it a couple different ways. You could spend nothing, just leave a review, um, tell everyone about your favorite podcast. I presume that's us. And if it's not, don't tell me. Um, <laughs> uh, just email, say thanks. Uh, we love hearing from listeners. Um, you know, you can, you can email us directly. Um, you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter. Um, we're pretty available in all those places. Um, if you have means to support us and want to support us, spend something, uh, support us on Patreon. There's a lot of different tiers, uh, levels, perks. Um, you can buy our merchandise, um, at inktonscreen.com. Um, all those things support our show. Um, they, they keep us growing, um, becoming a better show. Um, we had a recent Patreon episode. We kind of did a Parks and Rec style, Know Your Boo. And one of the questions that came up on there is, um, you know, what, what would your partner, you know, other guys in the studio um, want to do uh, as their dream job? And uh, I think a few of us really would want to do this full time if it was totally possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we will never get there without the support of our fans. So, And um, we're on our way through our fans as well. We really are. Um, the show's it, it's staggering. Um, I never thought we'd get to the level we're at. Um, and I can't imagine that we wouldn't be able to grow more at this point. So um, if you want to support us, you can do it in those ways. Yeah. And just to echo what you said, uh, we're really the equivalent, the podcast equivalent of um, those little uh, really condensed towels that you put in water. <laughs> and if you give it enough water, it will turn into a sloth or well, whatever else it might just be. love Neil's metaphors. So, <laughs> I'm not good at metaphors, but I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. So we're, we're steadily rising the water in our in our uh our, va- our va- vase or vase, whatever you want to call it. So thank you very much for your support and especially uh, to our patron supporters that are on the program with us today. Yeah, so I just uh, ate an entire bowl of ramen in the studio here uh, quietly and uh, now I'm finished. So let's move on to the swing round. Yeah, we're going to have Ken be our official scorekeeper now. So Kentucky Connection versus Fun Guys, Ken, just so you know, 40 to 40. All right, so Sean, take it away. What's our swing round today? All right. The swing round um, is going to be color colorful terms all answers will begin with a color and no color will be used twice mm-hmm. all right oh, oh makes sense all right number one five zone heart rate based interval training focusing on strength and cardio basic membership allows four classes a month for 59 dollars. number two scott lang's nemesis in the movie ant-man who also has a shrinking suit. Number three, kids show originally hosted by Steve until he was replaced by Donovan in 2002. Number four, Donovan derived from a reference by the Roman poet Horace in his Ars Poetica, the form or technique of language which should have a natural flow of speech and grammar, yet is so excessively dramatic and ornate that it draws attention to itself. Number five, probably the most valuable 
non-promotional Magic the Gathering card. Adds three mana of any single color of your choice to your mana pool, then is discarded. Number six. Series of films starring Inspector Jacques Clouseau. Number seven. An example of this is when you tell your friend that their shoes are so cute when you really hate them in order to not hurt their feelings. Number eight. For about half its distance, it forms the boundary between Oklahoma and Texas. Number nine. A sycophant bootlicker, someone who acts in a grossly obsequious way. And number 10, the 1966-1967 TV series starring Van Williams and Bruce Lee. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. Thing done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. And after a little deliberation, all the answers are locked in. All right, right. Sean, take it away. All right. No, number one, five zone heart rate based interval training focusing on strength and cardio. What do you guys got? We went uh, with Orange Theory. We said Orange Theory as well. The answer is Orange Theory. Number two, uh, Scott Lang's nemesis in, in Ant Man, who also has a shrinking suit. Yeah, we, uh, we figured that this was the Yellow Jacket. Oh, mm. we said Yellow Hornet. Dang. I couldn't remember exactly. We should have got that. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, the yellow jacket. Number three, yeah. ki- kids show originally hosted by Steve until it was replaced by Donovan. Uh, we thought this was Blue's Clues. We agreed. Yep. Nice job. So Jeff Clues. was Jeff was raising a stink though here in the studio because there was another guy, wasn't there? I thought there was a Joe. <clears throat> oh, I agree. There's I agree gym. there was. Why, why do you guys know so much about Blue's Clues? My, That's sister, my, question. my sister was like four when this show was on. <laughs> All right, it's well, like a triviality <laughs> scandal. Is, was Joe on Blue's Clues? Okay, go ahead with the next one. Sorry. <laughs> All right, number four. Um, former technique of language which should have a natural flow of speech is so excessively dramatic and ornate that it draws attention to itself. Yeah, we didn't know. Uh, we didn't know this one. Jeff just said, uh, what, Jeff? Uh, we figured maybe this was rosy language. We didn't yeah, know either. I was yeah. thinking flowery. I wrote down purple verse last minute. Oh, that was really close. It's purple prose. Oh. oh. Never heard of that. That's cool. I looked it up, by the way. The uh, character was Joe. Donovan was the na- first name of the actor. Mm. So. Ah. And apparently Steve is Steve in both cases. So There you go. Steve is infinite. 
<laughs> Number five, uh, most valuable non-promotional magic card. Adds three mana of a single color to your mana pool. Jeff had a lot of trouble with this one. Yeah, and it also drains all of your money out of your bank account if you buy one. Uh, we said Black Lotus. Mm, we said a Black Knight. Yeah. That is a magic card, just for the record. <laughs> it's hard to, it, it it's hard to combine words and not hit upon the name of a magic yeah, card. Yeah, like 20,000 in and there's basically any combination. It is a Black Lotus. Dang. A uh, series of films starring Inspector Jacques Rousseau. That would be Pink Panther. Pink Agreed. Panther. Yep. Nice job. Pink Panther. Number seven, uh, when you tell your friends that their shoes are so cute, but you really hate them in order to not hurt their feelings. We figured this was a little white lie. Yeah, this took us a while, but yeah, we finally came up with a white lie. It is a white lie. Good job. Good job. Um, for about half its distance, it forms the boundary between Oklahoma and Texas. This one, we weren't sure. We were kind of going through the colors, kind of how I go through the alphabet. And uh, we noticed there wasn't a red anywhere. And uh, I could just imagine Clint Eastwood going like, cross the Red River. <laughs> so we said Red River. Yeah. Thankfully, I can thank uh, my college football days for the Red River rivalry. That's hard to say. But uh, at first, Oklahoma and Texas. So Red River. I also learned about this from the Red River rivalry oh. between Oklahoma and Texas. Red River. We we just fell into that one that we did not know that one at all. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Uh, number nine, a sycophant bootlicker, someone who acts in a grossly obsequious way. Uh, well, we figured this was a brown noser. Oh, oh that sounds good. That's a good one. Yeah, we haven't had anything. Yep. Yeah, it is a brown noser. Good job. Number 10, a uh, TV series starring Van Williams and Bruce Lee. Uh, Bruce Lee was awesome on this show. If you get the chance to check some footage out, especially when he's doing uh, screen tests, that would be the Green Hornet. Didn't have anything. Nope. Green Hornet. All right, after that round, it looks like uh, Fun Guys got ni- uh, 9 out of 10 there, so their points are up to 85. And Kentucky Connection got 5 as well, so they're at 65. All right, number one. Spoiler alert. Final Fantasy Seven features a particular scene where a flower girl kneels in the middle of an ancient city surrounded by crystals, eyes closed and praying. The next thing you know it, a giant sword comes down through her chest, whereby she slumps forward and crumbles to the ground. Her theme starts to play, and all of a sudden, gamers around the world start to cry. Who is this relatively bland character whose death as of October 2019 Ranks number three in IGN's most unforgettable video game moments. <laughs> number three? Yeah. Get out of here. Number one, I was sobbing. Wow. I, I, it was funny. I don't know anything really about this game. Do you know the answer, though? No, I don't. Okay, well, I, do. I just, he was reading the question. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. And all of a sudden, the sword goes through her chest. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, sorry. So if Jeff, you know what? All right, we're, we're going to lock in. Let's I don't go. know this franchise. Zelda. I have no idea. I don't know this at all that's fine all right uh jeff knew this one right away and him and ken were excited i did not know it so i'll let jeff take it um yeah i mean it's hard not to not to jump in here for me yeah um so i mean i guess i guess maybe probably two answers are acceptable um because there was a sort of translation issue with this character but we said Aerith. yeah i cried too the answer is Aerith. nice jeff yeah, and what Jeff was referring to is in the original English release, it's spelled Eris, but uh, in subsequent releases, they switched it to Aerith. All right, number two. The musical Waitress on Broadway features songs and lyrics written by what brave singer? We are locked in. Is it the movie Brave? Is it or Sarah this, Bareilles? Just... Sarah Bareilles, I think. Is that her name? That's a name. I... Does she sing a song called Brave? Can you sing it? Not on a podcast. <laughs> Maybe in the shower later when nobody's listening. Uh, yeah, I think that's her. I think that's yeah. the name. I'm it. I'm down. Let's do it. Okay. Yep, that would be Sarah Bareilles. Nice. Good job. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was fortunate enough to see her on Broadway with her in the title role. Oh, that's great. cool. Yeah, I know she did a small stint uh, on stage. There. Was, was it fun? That was great. Me and my wife, we loved it. We loved it. That's great. Number three. Number three. In August 2019, Iceland unveiled a plaque dedicated to the death of 
Akjakul, also affectionately known as OK. The plaque reads, a letter to the future. OK is the first Icelandic blank to lose its status as a blank. In the next 200 years, all our blank are expected to follow the same path. The monument is to acknowledge that we know what is happening and what needs to be done. Only you know if we did it. August 2019, 415 parts per million CO2. What was Akchakul? We're locked in. Um, it was a glacier, right? Does that sound right? It was the ice had melted, and they're acknowledging that climate change, you know, we haven't really done much about it, but... Let's so do I, it. I think it's a glacier. There's not another big ice thing that I'm... I think it's a glacier. Yeah, if I didn't love Iceland before this, um, this certainly put a smile on my face. Uh, it was a glacier. Glacier. Good job, guys. No Good job, man. All, the, our, all our the headlines ch- were like, Iceland makes a plaque for deceased glacier. Yeah, and on our <laughs> trip, we didn't actually see this plaque, but we did visit a glacier, and we saw how it had retreated back like... About a kilometer, a kilometer and a half. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. We were just standing in a pool of water. Very discouraging. A, Number four. What five-letter word is defined as the usually illegal action or practice of lending money at unreasonably high interest rates? Nowadays, someone who practices this is known as a loan shark. They often have strict terms of collection upon failure and operate outside of local authority. Uh, we're locked Five-letter word. And what do you got? I don't think I have it. I'm thinking of like a bounty. Like a, like, I don't, I don't even know. Like a, a legal lending loan shark. Do you want to just put bounty? Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're going to go bounty for lack of anything else. Okay, so uh, this is something that I, I, I do work in the financial sector, but this is not a term I'm familiar with in that regard. Um, I think it's it's actually maybe a like a biblical prohibition. I, f- I sort of remember there being a fight between like the church and the Medici's over loans. And uh, it's usury is the is the thing that they were people were concerned about being a loan shark. Yeah, the answer is usury. Nice. Oh, I wasn't going to get that. Yeah, me either. Yeah, Jeff got very excited. First, when there was a magic question, then when there was a glacier question, then just to top it off, he got really excited when there's a money question. So, number five, who is the personal trainer who became best known for starring in and creating P90X? Some of his quotes include, "Bring it." Do your best and forget the rest and get your little bucket nearby, my friends. This routine is F City. <laughs> P90X. Uh, that's not the Tybo Billy. No, it's not Billy Blanks. Uh, um, it's a white dude. He was uh, he was the inventor of South Beach Diet, which is all is basically P90X before P90X became that. And I can't. South Beach Diet. I can't remember his name. P90X was the hardcore version of the South Beach Diet. Jeff Bezos. Um, <laughs> Is that what the the P stands for? Prime in ninety X. Shed the pounds by shedding your hair. <laughs> the, the Bezos. Uh, it's the Ken diet um, program. Jeff Bezos. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. So I, like Ann said, I also did P ninety X for a little bit. I couldn't remember the guy's name. I believe he was also the inventor of the South Beach diet, which became P ninety X. Or was like a hard P ninety X was a hardcore version of that. I think. Um, so I can remember his name, but the most famous uh, workout person that I know and I love is Billy Blanks. So that's what we went with. Um, the answer is Tony Horton. Ah, it's Tony Horton. Nope. Oh, not even a Tony, Tony Horton. Hmm. <laughs> All right, nope. number six. In what organ would you find the circle of Willis? An arrangement of interconnected blood vessels allowing for blood flow throughout and across the midline of that organ from one side to the other. What's going on? I'm a circle. <laughs> Let your blood flow through me. <laughs> Come on, we'll go through the heart. Have a few laughs. <laughs> um, midline. Think about organs with a midline. Yippee ki yay, midline. So, I mean, the brain does have a midline. The corpus callosum, which <laughs> I mean, is that your is that your uh, your secret identity when you go to conventions? You're corpus the corpus uh, callosum. Your corpus callosum. The yeah. uh, the Greek. Um, God or whatever. I've engorged corpses. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of like the brain. I don't know. I've never heard of the circle of Willis. The only circle of Willis I know is when we get into a circle and watch Die Hard. Yeah. Um, 
That's appropriate. And we the, chant Willis, Willis, Willis. Um, I was thinking the liver's kind of divided into two parts. Um, yeah, I, that's why I thought I've never heard of it in the brain or heart. So I was thinking line. lower. I like liver or brain. Both tasty options. <laughs> Although liver's gross. Don't eat liver and kidneys. That's like the garbage parts of animals. Um. So we were stuck kind of on the midline, and we're thinking of the front to back line of the brain and um we're thinking of a substantial organ didn't think it was the heart um and you want a lot of blood vessels i guess in your brain so we said brain we had the exact same conversation we thought there's a line in the middle of the brain which is called the corpus callosum <laughs> jeff said it was the corpus callosum so according uh, to jeff yeah we were between brain and liver jeff said there's a lot of gross stuff in the liver and not to eat it we took that under advisement and then we said let's go with brain the answer is brain oh, Good sweet choice, guys. sweet Number seven, two parts, and you must get both answers. Uh-oh. Part one, what is the bloody Shakespearean play about a Roman general engaged in a violent cycle of revenge with Tamara, queen of the Goths? Part two, who is the hilarious roommate of Kimmy Schmidt, who at one point auditions for Spider-Man 12 in the Broadway musical Spider-Man 2, Too Many Spider-Men? <laughs> Show's underrated. Um, oh, what's the name of that wine? What is he singing? Pinot Noir. Noir. Yeah. Okay. I want to go back. I want to <laughs> be a baby. The character, I think, from Kimmy Schmidt, the roommate, Titus Andromeda, Titan, Titan, Titus. And I know that that's obviously very close to the Shakespearean play. Do you want to go Titan Andromeda and Titus Andromeda? Let's go Titus Andromeda, I think is the name of the play. So then the character, I, I want to say Titus Andromedis for the character. So okay. Titus Andromeda for the play, Titus Andromedis for the character. I feel like we're close. I don't know if that's it. Okay. So Jeff had the name of the uh, character and yeah. I had the play. So you can take the Yes, yeah, so I'm a huge fan of the non-committal Titus Andromedon. And I said the play was Titus Andronicus. That's correct. Very close, though, guys. You're definitely on the right track. All right, number eight. Naturally occurring instances of leprosy have been reported in humans, primates, red squirrels, and what other animal whose first and last letters are vowels? We're locked in. Iguana? Okay, iguana. Go with your first first guess. So I recommend... uh, if you like 90s movies, there's a movie with Scott Bakula where he plays an aging quarterback who enrolls back into college because he never graduated to, to play quarterback for a team, Texas State. And uh, this has Sinbad, has a young Jason Bateman, Larry Miller, Hector, Hector Elizondo, Kathy Ireland is a football kicker. Anyway, their mascot <laughs> at the end of the movie pulls a fake gun on Larry Miller from 10 Things I Hate About You, and it's an armadillo. So that's what we went with. So we were between an emu and an iguana and we were just thinking which one would be you know more likely to have leprosy which good conversation but we went with iguana yeah it's armadillo um iguana is a really good guess um uh, number nine robert galbraith is listed as the author of a best-selling series of crime novels about detective Cormoran Strike and his assistant Robin Ellicott. The series includes well-known books such as The Cuckoo's Calling, The Silkworm, and Career of Evil. However, the Robert Galbraith who wrote these books does not exist and is actually a pseudonym for what extremely popular author? All right, we're going to discuss for a moment, but I think I've got it. And um, do you know any pseudonyms? I, I know that J.K. Rowling has done... I believe she's done books with men's names. She has. I don't know well, that's what. True. The, J.K. Rowling or Stephen King? What I do you feel? I would lean more Stephen King, but if I get the J.K. Rowling question, my family will never let me live it down. But <laughs> I'm a big Harry right. Potter fan. I was, but I let's go Stephen King. All right, let's do it. Stephen King. Uh, shout out to Anne's family. She didn't mean to upset you. 
Uh, Jeff thinks it's J.K. Rowling. Yeah, um, Stephen King's um, Richard Bachman is Richard Bachman. Yeah, I thought maybe he had more than one or something. Uh, Stephen Stephen King is his uh, birth name, if I'm not mistaken. I'm done with everything. (laughs) Oh my gosh. J.K. Rowling. Oh, oh, just kick me off the team. This is the worst (laughs) thing that's ever happened to me. Okay, I'm sorry. Number 10. Other than the Vatican City, there are two countries completely surrounded by one other country. Name either. Um, yeah, so I think I know both of them. Um, Italy's famous for having two full enclaves, um, one being Vatican City. I think the other one is San Marino. And then the other one is the country that's entirely surrounded by South Africa, Lesotho. We said Lichtenberg, which we think is a country. It's either Lesotho or San Marino. <sighs> nice. All right. So in that uh, second round, it seems that the uh, fun guys have uh, gone nine for ten. So they increased Whoa. their score substantially to one seventy-five. Um, three uh, three questions right for uh, the Kentucky connection that time, and uh, they're at ninety-five. So it's going to come down to the final round. All right. What are our categories, Sean? Uh, the first category is arrest. Second category is strategy. Third category is cartoon. Fourth category is tr- is treaty. Five, fifth category is Olympics. All right. Uh, we're just going to mute and get our wagers here, and then we'll come back. Yeah, if you want to discuss. Okay. And the wagers are now locked in. So we're ready for the questions. All right. All right. Number one, arrest. Growing up in the suburbs of Baltimore, Anna Montez was always a motivated individual. After achieving a master's at Johns Hopkins, Anna eventually found herself as a senior analyst with the Defense Intelligence Agency and their top Cuban analyst. So respected was she, that the DIA selected her for their exceptional analyst program, and she often traveled to Cuba to study their military for the U.S. government. However, in 2001, Anna was arrested, and about one year later, she was sentenced to 25 years after pleading guilty to what crime? Number two, strategy. A SWOT analysis is a technique used in business to help with strategic planning and business competition. When using the acronym SWOT, S-W-O-T, one can help organizations identify their strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and what. Number three, cartoon. In a popular cartoon, which team blasts off at the speed of light? Surrender now or prepare to fight. Meowth, that's right. Number four, treaty. There was a treaty signed between the Lord's States General of the United Netherlands and the Spanish Crown, marking formal recognition of the independent Dutch Republic and formed part of the Peace of Westphalia, ending the Thirty Years' War and the Eighty Years' War. What was this treaty that was signed on January 30th, 1648, although it's unclear if Herman, Lily, Grandpa, Marilyn, and Eddie were present? And number five, Olympics. What country absolutely crushes it in the Winter Olympics, having won the most total medals in the 2018 Olympics in Pyeongchang and being tied for the most gold medals in that same Olympics. All the answers are now locked in. So let's get the questions one more time and we'll find out uh, what the results are here. Growing up in the suburbs of Baltimore, Anna Montez was always a motivated individual. After achieving a master's at Johns Hopkins, Anna eventually found herself as a senior analyst with the Defense Intelligence Agency and their top Cuban analyst. So respected was she that the DIA selected her for their exceptional analyst program, and she often traveled to Cuba to study their military for the U.S. government. However, in 2001, Anna was arrested, and about one year later, she was sentenced to 25 years after pleading guilty to what crime? Uh, yeah, so we are five all the way down for all of our mm. wagering. Try to be conservative. Be, yeah, very conservative. Um, Jeff uh, just said maybe she was arrested for espionage. That's probably more what you're thinking. Um, uh-huh. We said treason. Okay. I have espionage. Oh, nice, Jeff. Dang. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Uh, number two, a SWOT analysis is a technique used in business to help with strategic planning and business competition. When using the acronym SWOT, one can help organizations identify their strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and what. Um, Neil and I pretty quickly knew one of the most uh, troublesome parts of, of growing a business day to day is those TPS reports. Yeah. <laughs> so we said TPS reports. I'm so mad because I did these in college, and that's the only one I couldn't remember. But we said teamwork. Okay, so T is for threats. It's not threats. TPS reports? Wow. What? Yeah. I feel like that's the thing holding us back. Threats? No, the TPS reports. Oh. <laughs> We'd do an episode right. like every day if it wasn't for those. That's true. Uh, in a popular cartoon, which team blasts off at the speed of light, surrender now, or prepare to fight? Meowth, that's right. Uh, brings me back to my, my younger years enjoying um, Pokemon. Um, this is Team Rocket. I bet you rooted for Team Rocket, didn't you? No, not really. I was a Brock kind of guy. Okay. And just based on Meowth, we went with Thundercats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was He-Man. That's that that also terrible timing. <laughs> it is Team Rocket. Oh. Were they the bad guys? Yeah. Oh, they were. Okay. But they always failed, so it didn't matter. So they were like... Oh, Meowth is... I mean, were yeah. they bad guys, or were they just the rivals? They were like trying to like steal people's Pokemon and stuff. Were oh, they the Washington... That's the, that's the game, you know? Were they the Washington... Wow. Hate the player, hate the game. Washington Generals of Pokemon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Right. Um, uh, would you guess over the treaty that was signed on January 30th, 1648, although it's unclear if Herman, Lily, Grandpa, Marilyn, and Eddie were present? Well, when you said Herman, when you said Eddie, right away we thought of the that spooky family on the block, uh, the Munster family. So we said the Munster Treaty. And we figured it was a show. We didn't know which one. We thought Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> we went with the Treaty of Beverly. Yep. It's a good guess. It is the uh, it, it's the piece of Munster. Yeah. So. Oh. oh boy. And last question: Which country absolutely crushes it in the Winter Olympics, having the one having won the most total medals in the 2018 Olympics in Pyeongchang, and being tied for the most gold medals? Um, we we didn't know for sure on this one. We figured it was the same country that crushes it every year, and we just went Norway. Uh, going off of um, not too familiar with the Winter Olympics, but I think in past episodes you guys have said something about South Korea. So we said South Korea. Right. The answer is Norway. Oh, my gosh. You don't have to read the scores. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I've got it written here. Okay, that'll conclude the game. It looks like um, the bet of 15 all the way down did not pan out this time for the Kentucky Connection. They will end with 20 points. Um, but uh, with uh, four answers correct in that final round, looks like the fun guys got uh, 15 points, and uh, they'll be the cream of the crop with 190. The cream of the crop! That was a hard-fought game uh, team Kentucky Connection. That was uh, A lot was of a lot things just came up our way. Yeah, I mean, the first round, uh, we both were having some trouble, and, and it kind of clicked in for us. But uh, great, you know, great round of applause to Sean. Great written game there, man. Thanks. Thanks. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, thank sorry, you. So, sorry about the uh, riddle question. Hey, no, it's, hey, it's all part of the game. It, you wrote a good it. riddle on this show. Yeah, just because we didn't get the riddle doesn't mean someone at home won't get the riddle. That's what the beauty of the podcast is. Um, but uh, we appreciate you writing that game for us, Sean, for... Uh, being a Patreon supporter, uh, and also being local, too. We're going to have to maybe go to trivia with you and your wife at some point, but uh, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout-out to or anything you'd like to say? Uh, any parting words? Yeah. Uh, thanks for everyone who um, play-tested this um, this uh, quiz for me. Um, I, I know uh, I know you guys know Joe, uh, Joe Wen. Oh, yes. And uh, a lot of my uh, my friends here and, uh, and my wife, Julie, um, who's upstairs right now. Well, shout out to Julie. Thank you for uh, for yeah helping with this game, and thanks to everyone who play tested it. Um, let's go to uh, Ann Harkins You're from Eastern Kentucky. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, we talked about how important music teachers are and teachers in general. But uh, yeah, any last words from you? 
Nope. Uh, I've had a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I want to give a shout out to the siblings chat. Uh, a lot of that's uh, my brother and sisters, our husbands, and Ben. And a lot of them are listeners. They were real supportive when I was really anxious about being on today. Of course, uh, once they hear that the J.K. Rowling thing, they may <laughs> they'll, just they'll kick turn me out on of you. the chat. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. So thank you. I really enjoyed it. Oh, of course. Thank you for joining us. And uh, yes, hello to all your family. Thank you guys for listening as well. We really appreciate that. And uh, last but not least, Seth, uh, you reached out, uh, told us that you enjoyed the show, and, and we were really happy to have you on. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, yeah, any last words or shout outs from you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, like I said, I've, I've been listening for about two months and I'm obsessed. Um, I only have like 40 episodes left, so listen to it religiously so i appreciate you guys that's, and having me on uh, you guys are great that's you, you gotta start kind, rationing those out but it also just seems insufferable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening no but uh yeah i'm definitely gonna have to become a supporter and hear some of those uh after dark episodes those were uh those are intriguing and uh hearing you guys uh joke around be a lot of fun but yeah thanks for having me and we did we held our own for a little bit till the final round. So yeah, uh, you're so a good partner. You're fun on. to play with. And uh, thanks you guys. And thanks for Sean for writing it. So yeah, no, nice to meet you guys. Yeah, yeah you well, too. Well, we appreciate so. all of your time and support uh, and for spreading the word about the show. So we really appreciate that. Um, hello to Matt over in LA. Hope he's uh, surviving his trip to Patagonia. And uh, Ken, thank you for coming in halfway through to yeah, grace no, us. No problem. With your presence. And uh, just look for Ken to be host, uh, to be coaching the Blackhawks coming up soon. Hopefully there's going to be a turnaround there. Assistant coach. Assistant coach. Assistant coach. Uh, with board battles, is that we said? Yeah, play play hard on the puck and uh, take it to the blue paint, you know? There you go. With those words, uh, let's, uh, let's end this episode uh, for Jeff, Ken, Sean, and Seth, and a uh, absent Matt. My name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Hey, um, so is it bad to say to you and the Blackhawks, hey, you're going to need a bigger goal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> true. Sure, it seems like it. <laughs>